0: Thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books. I'm Jason Comley. In this episode, we're going to be discussing Jesus outside the lines, a way forward for those tired of taking sides. It's a book by Scott Sauls. A bit about Scott Sauls: looking at his Twitter profile. His bio says that he's a Christian, husband, dad, pastor, accidental author always limping but limping in hope and he's situated in Nashville Tennessee not sure what he means by limping but he's a pretty good writer I enjoyed the book to be honest the reason why I picked the book is because I love the color uh, and and, and the cover of it and also because it was short and I thought I could get through it uh, fairly quickly However, it was actually really good. What Scott Sauls does is he portrays a far less polarizing Jesus, and he shows us where Jesus would stand on a number of issues, like you know, on politics, on abortion, on money and poverty, on personal faith and institutional church. A lot of these kind of sticky issues that tend to divide people and I think he gives a very compelling argument using scripture and reasoning as to you know why Jesus would have this um, take this particular side I thought it was really well done I think what I want I'd like to start with is a an account that he gives of when he was living in New York City I think he was saying he was on Broadway and uh, a, a woman a homeless woman approached him and asked if he would buy her a coffee and a bagel And he said sure and so they they're going into a nearby restaurant and as he's getting ready to order she says oh you know can you instead of getting a bagel can you get me an egg salad and he says sure no problem but the thing was is that the bagel was a buck and change and the egg salad was six dollars. So he's ordering it, but he's kind of thinking to himself, you know, would you like some caviar with that as well? And he says, you know, thankfully he didn't say something so cold and callous out loud because the woman soon after apologized for asking for the switch, explaining that her teeth and gums were uh, swollen and painful, and that she couldn't eat solid foods, and that's why she asked for the switch. And he said he felt pretty bad. And he kind of asked himself, you know, who was more impoverished at that time, uh, the homeless woman or him? You know, who is more impoverished? the homeless person or the person who begrudgingly helps or doesn't help at all who is more impoverished and that really stuck out to me I think for a couple of reasons why I wanted to start with this story is because from personal experience having been self-employed and not making a lot of money actually just getting by not having a dental plan not having any kind of health plan luckily i live in canada so we do have a health care system but dental is not included with that and i remember there were times where my gums and teeth would be swollen and i'd need dental work but i didn't have the money to get the work done right away and it was difficult to eat uh, any solid foods and because just recently I was walking downtown Kitchener and there was a, a street peddler who asked me for some money so I I went to the bank and I I got him some money and said thank you this is for I'm, I'm actually just asking for a friend because she needs a bus ticket uh, home. And I said, sure, no problem. I said, you know, can I get you something to eat while you're, uh, because she, she had gone somewhere to, to find some Band-Aids or something. I said, can I buy you something to eat while you're waiting? So we went into a, a nearby Caribbean restaurant, and I said, you know, order whatever you want. And out of the you know sandwiches and they had all these foods or whatever. What did he pick? Was the soup? So I immediately thought of the the book. Now I know people. I've I've actually heard people. They have this plan where they where if a street peddler or a, a beggar asks them for money, they don't give them money. They'll sort of hand them a, a granola bar so they've got this stash of granola bars in the glove compartment or something and so they they hand that out but you know when I heard that I just didn't not to get uh, I, I need to be diplomatic here uh, and I, I don't want to be judgmental but it, it certainly didn't seem that empathetic. Or charitable to do that I think out of obligation they want to help I don't know if their hearts really in that when they're just passing out a, a granola bar you know would would Jesus just sort of you know thrust out a granola bar out of out of his uh, the driver's side window and, and say here you go to a homeless person with teeth and gum problems that might be like saying get a job you bum so it just that story really stuck out to me he mentions that in in his in Jesus's first recorded public sermon uh, Jesus got up in the synagogue and he chose a text from Isaiah which read and this is you can read this in Luke four eighteen 18 to 19 Jesus is reading from Isaiah and he reads to these people in the synagogue the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at Liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and then he says you know referring to himself today this scripture has been fulfilled in your ears so you know as Scott Saul said Jesus couldn't be more clear about what his mission was what his objective was set free the captives liberate those who are oppressed, give good news to the poor. You know, we know that Jesus is the ultimate exemplar and that's what he did. He just constantly served. That's, that was his uh, central agenda is to to serve the poor. And if that was the Savior's central agenda, if that was the most important thing to him, is giving good news to the poor and the downtrodden. Shouldn't it be ours? Shouldn't it be mine? And so I have to look at my life and look at my uh, my priorities. And are they really aligned? And do I begrudgingly give? Certainly I, I need to look at myself. I wonder, okay, I wouldn't give a granola bar. But what am I doing that's kind of equally un- unsympathetic, um, equally uncharitable? So Scott, so he tells us that the people that had the most problem with Jesus were the, the self-righteous churchgoers, the Pharisees, and the... The Bible scholars and the priests and who did Jesus get along with most and embrace and and bring into his inner circle it was the outcasts it was the the sinners the tax collectors the drunks the prostitutes and why is that well the, the those who are pious the self-righteous churchgoers, they lacked humility. They didn't see anything wrong with themselves. Whereas the the sinners and the outcasts and the prost- prostitutes, they had a sense of their own moral bankruptcy. So the book also said, reminds us that a central theme of the bible is is humility is having humility uh, is knowing that we are we are in need of jesus we are broken we are dysfunctional but that but that jesus loves us and and, and accepts us but but we need to n- not be proud you know, in Isaiah it says that, you know, Jesus was was homely. He, he himself was, it says in Isaiah, that he had no form or majesty that we should look upon him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men. And as one whom men hid their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not so Jesus himself was despised and he wasn't one of those beautiful people in some ways an outcast He, the Savior chose to be poor you know, he didn't have a home himself I just found that very interesting how Jesus uh, he resisted the, the survival of the fittest that kind of model of operation he Jesus embraced the outcasts and the dysfunctional but those who are proud and self-righteous they they didn't get along with Jesus personally the, the book came at a good time I think for me because this is a time where I, I've been just seeing a lot of dis, dysfunctionality in in others uh, in my relationship with others, seeing a lot of dysfunctionality in the world and this book reminds me that that this world is, is dysfunctional, this world is broken, Now we, we all need Jesus but that there's, that dysfunctionality is a part of the part of the world that we are to embrace it and we are to be humble I highly recommend this book there's some really good insights too about why we should go to church an institutional church it can be difficult but chief metaphor that the scriptures use for the church is a bride I believe or family actually its family that we are a part of family God is our father Jesus is our husband the Spirit is our counselor this is what Scott Saul says and members of the church are the dysfunctional spiritual family that's why at church we call each other brother and sister so I'll leave it at that I do highly recommend the book there's so much more that we can go into but I thought I would discuss that thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books you can keep up with Jesus and Books by visiting the website jesusandbooks.com or the twitter account i often add little insights or something on the on the blog or even on the soundcloud page you can also friend me or follow me on goodreads i'd love to meet you Again, thanks for listening. God bless.